The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. Do you like to hear a good testimony? Perhaps about someone who is all mixed up with New Age teaching and how the world says life is supposed to go. Then they hear about Christ and His grace, that salvation is a free gift and everything changes. Well, that is what you're going to hear today as we interview a young lady who attended the 2023 National Conference of the Grace Evangelical Society. We'll also talk about that conference and how you can attend in 2024. This is the Grace Evangelical Society, and this is our podcast broadcast ministry called Grace in Focus. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about us and about that national conference in 2024, you can find out those things at our website, faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. Well, let's get right on with that interview now. Here is Ken Yates interviewing Michaela Manley. We are doing a number of interviews at the National Conference just outside of Denton here in Denton, Texas. And the uh, conference this year is on basic free grace issues. And I have a special guest, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. Hi, everyone. I'm Michaela. And Michaela is one of our younger attendees. And we just thought we would get a flavor for those who say, well, I'm not as old as Ken. What are younger people doing at the conference? So, Michaela, tell us, how did you get connected with Free Grace or GES or Free Grace Theology? Well, the short answer is God let me hear. But That's the, a good answer. <laughs> but the longer answer is I was seeking God in high school, and um, he brought me through a lot of different false beliefs. I was in New Age at one point and was very confused and worked salvation afterwards. And through a series of events and God leading me to multiple people, here I am. So, Well, now tell us a little bit about this um well, both of them, the new age, what was that like? Because an old guy like me, like I mean, I read about it, but what was it like for you? You were in high school. You haven't been out of high school that many years. Uh, Michaela's young. Uh, so what was that like for you? Well, I had some health issues. That, so I was seeking an- answers for, for those originally, not realizing that later on I was going to have more spiritual questions that my family and those around me couldn't answer. And that was ultimately led me into new age but i for some reason the natural health movement is extremely connected to new age teachings and from there i met someone uh, who was a naturopathic doctor and he seemed to have a lot of the answers health wise i got few a little bit of results uh, and i still implement them today i'm just not as intense as i was then and unbalanced but i figured in that frame of thought that okay if he has health answers he has spiritual answers as well and so that's when I started to listen to his spiritual teachings, but they're very New Age. At the time, I didn't know it was called New Age. I wouldn't have said I was in New Age teachings. So that's kind of how the introduction started. Now, did you eventually move out of that into more what we would call traditional churches? Because I think you mentioned lordship. So did you, okay, this isn't helping me spiritually, so I'm going to go look at it maybe more mainstream 
churches? Is is that what happened with you? Yeah. So it, it felt very dark and it felt like I was constantly looking for answers that I couldn't find. I was constantly reading books and it, in New Age, it's like an endless stream of searching. Like you're constantly reading the next book and you're constantly trying to reach what they would call it like enlightenment and stuff like that. So essentially like New Age is also like a workspace mentality where I can get myself to reach what they would call like God consciousness. Like I can become God and stuff like that. And what pushed me to the point of seeking churches near me is I, I have OCD tendencies. And so I was reading what was called the Law of Attraction at the time, which was a New Age philosophy. And they'll teach that your thoughts manifest your reality. Well, if you tell an OCD person that, that's not the best combination. So I would have a lot of panic attacks and anxiety over that. And um, also depression because I was, I was sad that like there is no personal god outside of this energy force it was very void so that kind of propelled me to seek deeper and so what did you find in these churches you found a a works mentality salvation doubting your salvation in a lordship church of, of some kind and how did that impact you Yeah. During this time when I was seeking more answers, I remember just my Catholic upbringing. That was the only exposure I had to Christ at that time. So I knew there was some truth there. Um, I didn't know what. I didn't know like the falsehoods that were surrounding the Catholic Church, but I just knew that there was more comfort in Jesus than what I was getting in New Age. And so I started looking more into Christian teachings and um, seeking what is truth. And eventually I saw like a New Age to Jesus testimonial and from there, it was a process, but I understood that like what I was in was new age and that the Bible was some sort of truth. But I, I was having to renew my mind in that because I had so much false ideas in my head. And so I guess from that Catholic upbringing, I think since that was what was familiar to me, I kind of propelled into a workspace salvation from there and would go to multiple churches seeking. It's coming. It'll be here before you know it. What am I talking about? The Grace Evangelical Society's National Conference 2024. It will take place May the 20th through the 23rd at Camp Copus, an absolutely beautiful campground in North Texas, right on the lake with lots of recreation, great food, a great place to stay, wonderful fellowship, and wonderful free grace Bible teaching. It is time to start planning and getting registered for the National Conference 2024, May the 20th through the 23rd. Hope to see you there. So with OCD and you get involved in a lordship church or a church that emphasizes works to prove that you're really born again, what does that do to a person with OCD? I would imagine it would take you over the edge. And that's exactly what it did. <laughs> How did you, so you're doing this and you're in the midst of this. And I mean, even people without OCD, they get in there into these churches where you can never measure up to these standards. So when was the first time you heard about free grace? So the first time I heard about free grace, um, this was all during the time of the pandemic. So I was looking up a lot of this through YouTube. But of course, there's so much false teaching on YouTube as well. But God definitely used that to bring a free grace pastor that I listened to his sermon. And he was describing the unforgivable sin, which at the time I didn't realize what that meant. But I thought that it meant if I did something wrong, I could lose my salvation. And so... Yeah, with that OCD mentality, it really pushed me over the edge because I was having panic attacks every day. All the churches that I was going to would stress also the importance of having your thoughts be pure. And so it was like also a mental workspace salvation that I was kind of involved in. 
And I was just seeking there has to be some truth outside of this because I have no chance of having eternal life because I was realizing just my own sin nature and the standards that were being held in these churches, I couldn't hold them. And so I felt so defeated because all these people around me looked so righteous and I knew my internal state. So what was it like when you realized for the first time that eternal life was free and you couldn't lose it and it was a completely a gift for you? I mean, it was, it changed my whole worldview. I mean, I, it was a complete relief off of me. I think it was also a process because I had so much indoctrination in me that it wasn't an overnight thing. But when that clicked and I would constantly go back to the scriptures, it was a huge burden off of me. And that was the only thing that could relieve my OCD tendencies. Everything else was exacerbating things. Okay, so I know you came to the conference last year. So this is your second year here at the conference, right? Yes. Okay. And when you look at the two conferences that you've been to, what stands out the most? What is it that you say, wow, this is my favorite part? Honestly, the people are my favorite part. I found that in this journey that God was taking me through a lot of the churches that I was going to, I found that there is just a disconnect on scriptures and a tendency to not go to the scriptures themselves to seek truth. It was always just taking people's word, but I, no one was asking questions. And so I think here I really enjoy the conversations that I can have because I just feel like I'm able to connect with them on that level of seeking and understanding truth. And so the conversations that come out of that, I think, are my favorite part. They have ladies' fellowships. So what was your experiences there with the ladies' fellowship? Yeah, that was awesome. There was a lot of like crafts that there was to do, and I love crafts, so I really enjoyed that part. The same thing with the fellowship. I had a lot of good conversations there and met um, peers my age, which is something that I really enjoyed because um, just with the modern churches and stuff like that, it just seems like not a lot of younger people are interested in knowing scripture. So I really enjoy just meeting the ladies there and and of course the craft part. Now, um, Michaela hasn't said this, but we have uh, programs for the kids. And I have a part of that where we kind of like a vacation Bible school for the kids who come. And Michaela is going to help us this year with the uh, kiddos. So uh, are you looking forward to doing that with the little ones? I'm very excited to doing that. I think that when they're younger, it's the perfect time to introduce truth to them because they have yet to go through all the confusing doctrines and stuff like that and just the fun that they can have and being able to connect to with each other. I'm very excited to be in that environment. Now, another thing Michaela has not mentioned, but she mentioned to us off air is that she is going into a ministry here pretty soon. She's going to be a part of a ministry in my home state of Kentucky. And I just want to say that I'm very excited for that because we need more free grace voices in different ministries. And our listeners, uh, they they probably realize a lot of them that there's a lot of ministries out there that don't even know these issues. You know, they're, they may have been exposed to free grace issues, but it's so good the more voices we get there and uh, get in it. And so the ministry that you're going to be involved in, it's uh, for young people, right? It's, it's, it's reaching out to young people? Or, right, mm-hmm. right. So um, it's called Adam's Road. It's going to, yeah, it's reaching out to younger people. Mm-hmm. Now, your experience with young, young people, how do they respond to the free grace message when you talk to them? Your experience when you're talking to them about the Bible or whatever it may be, when you're not here, obviously here we're all like-minded, but when you're in your, with your peers back home or something. 
They're a lot more receptive to it is what I found, um, especially my little cousins. I was able to have a conversation with them and they have a lot of questions about God, which I think is amazing. And um, they have a Catholic upbringing. So hearing their questions and they, they're curious and it's it's nice because it's so refreshing that little kids just get it. Like they'll just they'll just understand that, OK, if I just take Jesus at his promise and believe he has given me eternal life, like that's it. And I think that's what's beautiful about little kids <laughs> is that the simplicity that they have. And that's exactly what Jesus wants is he wants little children to come to him and he wants kids to be saved. And so he makes it as easy for them as he'll make it for everyone else. Well, Michaela, we're just so excited uh, to have you here. And it's so great to see, it's so great to see everybody here at Camp Copus, but uh, uh, I don't know, maybe in a special way, young people like you. And uh, we're just going to pray that Lord will use you in your ministry to reach out to the people that you meet. And uh, thank you for being a part of our uh, program here today. And for all of our listeners, remember, keep grace in focus. Be sure to check out our daily blogs at faithalone.org. They are short and full of great teaching, just like what you've heard today. Find them at faithalone.org slash resources slash blog. We would love to hear from you. Maybe you've got a question, comment, or some feedback. If you do, please don't hesitate to send us a message. Here's our email address. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. And when you do, very important, please let us know your radio station call letters and the city of your location. On the next episode, some people talk about limited atonement, but is the atonement that Christ provided limited or unlimited? And what is a good recommendation for a New Testament lexicon? That's next time. Hope you'll join us. And until then, let's keep grace in focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.